have found favor in your sight. Show me your ways so that I may know you and find favor in your sight. Consider, too, that this nation is your people. In the name of God, creator, redeemer, and sanctifier. Amen. Please be seated. There's a dynamic at work in today's gospel between God, God's people, and God's mission. While the psalm recognizes the universal kingship of the Lord, the gospel captures the tension that exists between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of the world. This has been in effect from the beginning of creation. It seems that no matter how hard we try, we will never escape the intersection of religion and politics, perhaps because ultimately justice is political. It's often what we believe to be the correct course of action that is the root of human divisiveness. Today's gospel has both. History shows us that faith has long been used to justify not just abhorrent, but aberrant behavior. And recent developments remind us that a knowledge and understanding of history and the minutiae of human behavior are necessary for us to break out the former patterns of interaction and collaboratively forge a new path forward. As people of faith, we know that this is possible. With God's help to move beyond repeating the same cycles of violence and oppression, we know that for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. One cannot imprison, enslave, persecute, or attempt to annihilate any person, culture, or society without engendering a corresponding response. Atrocity only begets atrocity, and in the end, it seems that innocents always pay the overwhelming price for the thoughts, beliefs, and actions of the few. If there's anything that age and experience has taught me, it's that it is beneficial to stop, to listen, and to try and understand what's happening in any given situation before responding. In today's world, this can be a challenge. I had a mentor in the tech world, an old world gentleman, Luigi Gallo, and Luigi always used to approach complex problems saying, assume we know nothing. I can do that. I'm really good at it. Until recently, the media was a respected source of information about local, national, and global events. They were believed to be impartial in most instances and held themselves and their employees to high standards. Even though the history traditionally taught in grade school was skewed in that it was taught from the perspective of the dominant culture, which was primarily white, Anglo-Saxon, and patriarchal, the breadth of available literature and books informed us about differences and culture. Now, through research and reading, we heard voices of different faiths, races, and ways of life. Only recently in our culture has there been a move towards lifting up and recognizing the voices of minority peoples, those of different cultures, lifestyles, and gender affiliations. 
However, these voices are being drowned out in an atmosphere of fear, which is amplified by the echo chamber of social media, the 24-hour news cycle, and campaigns of disinformation. Who are we to believe? What are we to believe? What does it mean to have faith? Faith is a noun which has two basic definitions, complete trust or confidence in someone or something, and two, a strong belief in God or in the doctrines of a religion based on our innate spirituality rather than proof. For us, faith is a living thing, hence a noun. It's meant to be examined, to be studied and constantly questioned, And if you can't do that, what good is it? We understand the Bible to be an inspired piece of literature, an oral tradition, people's experience of God passed down through the ages. It's rich in metaphor and allegory. It's not historically accurate. And I have friends and family members who have a great deal of trouble with this interpretation. But that's the premise of our faith. It's taken me a long time to get here. As a boy, I wanted to read the Bible. I had no idea how daunting that task would be. I tried many times, and while I listened to and studied the same Bible verses every Sunday as a child, I was unable to grasp the Bible as a whole. It wasn't until I returned to the church in my late 30s that I began to read it in earnest, And I was well into my 40s before I could say that I began to understand. But I still read it. I still read it. Along the way, I realized that I wanted to understand others' experience of God, as I had a lot of friends who weren't Christians. So, there was the Quran, the Rig Veda, the Upanishads. A friend gave me a copy of the Tao one year, which I glanced through and dismissed and just put it on a shelf. It wasn't until many years later at a difficult time in life that I pulled it down and found that the words just leapt off the page. But life is like that. We never know where we'll find God. Now, when I walk out in the world each morning... I know that God simply is. God exists. In the words of the Shema, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. For me, it is God is love, the creator of all things, and I do my best to impart that awareness in my life. I'm not in a hurry to see the face of God. That'll happen. But I know it's coming. And I have experienced God. And I know that I must render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. I work hard. I pay my taxes. I obey the laws. And I do my best to understand and respect my fellow human beings. This is important. But politics is not my religion. 
Sports is not my religion. Neither are money or possessions. None of these things. And while I want to remain informed, I have to turn off the news occasionally. I personally don't think I could remain sane otherwise. As a human being, you can't absorb the constant tragedy and the hatred and the vitriol and division that are used to attract our attention. We believe that we exist to render unto God that which is God's. And for me, God represents love. I'm convinced. I'm convinced that we're here to reflect that love in all that we do. There's a James Baldwin quote that says, Love brought you here. If you trusted love this far, don't panic now. This is our church. This is our faith. And we know that Jesus' teaching tests us constantly. But we keep coming back. We keep reading. We keep working on it. So how do we interpret and live out our faith? What are we called to render unto God today? Let us pray. All that we have, all that we are, and all that we will be, we offer unto your service, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen.